Episode 183 of Shailen on Batman. I am your host, Justin Shailen, and we have Kyle Davis returning. Batman returning to the show. How are you, Kyle? It's been a minute. I, I am uh, I am currently being locked up in Justin's basement, uh, so could somebody please My come back. and uh, break me out of here? That'd be great. My back came. Could you imagine if I got swatted? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, hey, as long as you don't say anything bad about Zack Snyder, you should be okay, all right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is going to be another review of the Batman. This, this, this conversation, this, this is the, I'm not, I have no idea what Kyle thinks of the Batman. I don't, I'm pretty sure he listened to some parts of the last episode. If not, I can't see him, so he can lie to me all I, he wants, and I would have no idea. So, but this episode's going to be full of spoilers. We're going to talk about the Joker stuff that we saw yesterday so we know what i think kyle did you get a chance to listen to my thoughts on the batman i didn't get a chance to hear the whole podcast but i did i did hear you and mark for at least a little bit about uh some of your initial impressions so my thoughts on the batman i liked a lot of it but it was missing some things it was missing some some beats for the for being like they were trying to be like the definitive version of Batman on it or Batman on film or Batman in cinema. Um, but for me, it was missing things. I didn't think that the Batmobile chase sequence was epic, like it, like the Tumblr sequence was in Batman Begins. I thought that the fighting was okay. Um, I mean, I'm not trashing it like Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard trash this movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard what they had to say. Uh, I'll be honest. Like I haven't touched anything Kevin Smith in a while, so I wasn't aware that's how he was feeling about it. So like Mark Bernardin was basically like really hardcore trashing it. Like Batman's not that smart. Batman <laughs> doesn't fight really good. Batman's not smart. He only solved like half of the Riddler's riddles in like a second. And it's fine. Like, like the, I know when the first riddle comes up where, where Batman's, where the Riddler gives that one where like what's the riddle it's like what is a if how does a dead person uh fib he goes any lie still like they trash that one so i'm just like all right like i have problems with this movie like like batman begins if we're if we look that film still is aging like a great fine wine where this one i still have my issues with it so Epic, for the most part. I don't have, a, like, I know a lot of the reviewers have problems with, like, the last 30 minutes of the film. Like, they, a lot of them say they, it doesn't land the ending. But to me, that was my favorite part of the movie was, like, when, right, right when they capture Riddler up into the moment where they're at the, the, the mayoral race win. The not thing. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the fake fake Madison Square Garden, and then you see those amazing shots of Batman, you know, saving people and, you know, tending to them. I do have, like, some issues with when they're like, I gotta be a hope, a symbol for hope. I'm like, that's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, Matt, you're, it's the wrong character, sir. Matt, but, <laughs> you got the wrong hero. <laughs> um, the bat on his chest is not a Kryptonian symbol for hope. He's so, like, oh, crap. Um, I really liked it. I really like Colin Farrell as a penguin. Um, I really like Robert Pattinson as Batman. You didn't get a lot of his... The, the big issue that I have with this film is you don't get a lot of his, like, Bruce Wayne where... He's, you know, at a club or Bruce Wayne where he is at Wayne Enterprises or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Bruce Wayne where he's got to be suave, sophisticated. You know, he's got to be he's he, he's finessing people that he's around. 
to be fair, I I am one hundred percent of the opinion that it was obviously intentional. Um, because for me, like the whole point of the movie was Batman or Bruce Wayne having to realize that his idol ideology of being the symbol of fear, being the bat, and then trying to strike fear to the heart of criminals isn't the way he's going to save the city. He actually needs to embrace his true self, his, the Bruce Wayne part of him, in order to actually become a symbol that will lead Gotham into a better tomorrow. Right. Um, and I, I know that, and I get that, but I just, like, I wanted to see some of those things because this Bruce Wayne is kind of like a one-note wonder. He's always sad. He's always depressed. And, like, I get that the character is always sad and always depressed, but it's fun to see him out on the town, you know? Like, like I thought we were going to get, like, a little variations of his character when he went to the funeral and he was talking to, uh, to uh, uh, Carmine Falcone, but it was basically the same, you know? Like, I don't know, like... Like, he's always so sad, always so depressed. And I, I don't, like, you know, I don't have, like, it's, it's, this film is really well done and really well made, and I like a lot of it, but my issues with the film still stand at those, those things. I don't have problems with the story beats. I think the story does really well. I know that they really tried hard to be seven, and it didn't land where it was supposed to be. So, uh, what were your thoughts, Kyle, on the movie as a whole? Like, I gave the I gave the film like a three, three and a half out of four stars, a B plus, B B plus. Um, what are your What are your overthoughts? What did you love? What did you dislike? Man, so usually when I step out of a movie, I automatically have a pretty solid, um, like a solid grasp on how I'm feeling about a movie. Not so much with the Batman. I, I did like it when I walked out of theater, but there was just a lot I had to like really sit down and think on, just kind of kind of mellow over for a while. But I I honestly, over time, over these past couple of weeks, have started to grow a little bit more and more attached to the film. I don't think I'd say it's my favorite Batman film. That, that honor would still probably go to... The Dark Knight, or maybe even uh, Batman Begins. Um, but what we have here is probably one of the most accurate uh, to the comic representations of the character. Which is kind of saying, I mean, it's saying a lot because we've had a lot of live action versions of Batman. And there have been a lot of different versions of the comic. So it's, you know, just saying what I said is, depending on who you are, could be different, but... I think like if you take all of the modern Batman comics like from uh from the Frank Miller era onwards and combine them all together you'd probably have something that's pretty similar to what we got in this movie. Uh mm -hmm. with maybe one or two aspects of it changed here but uh for the most part like I really did like how they're embracing more of the detective aspect of his character and kind of losing track here but yeah there's there's just a lot to really absorb and take in with this movie which i'm, I'm glad it's, i'm it's, glad it's not just a light fluffy popcorn type flake no like this is definitely a movie that has some pretty deep themes to it and a, a little bit of complexity like it's not overly complex it's not hard to understand but it's definitely not something that i you know just watch and forget right away right and there's a lot of great imagery and there's there's some there's some solid action, but there was not anything that I guess my favorite moments of the film because how many times have you seen it? Just once? Just the one time. So I've seen it twice. I planned to have seen it again yesterday, but I just I just couldn't get around to it. Um my favorite aspects of the movie are is the chemistry between Gordon and Batman. Mm -hmm. My favorite my other favorite is Colin Farrell's Penguin. I really like Catwoman. I'm starting to grow fond of the Batmobile. Um, but I still have those issues. That's like to me. To me, I wanted like like I guess like the best way to put my thoughts in context is 
this movie feels like I'm not saying like a trailer for like what's to come, but it felt like it felt like it definitely they, feels like a, a part one to a greater overall narrative. Like to me, to me, instead of like to me, instead of it being like a part one, it's like a part part point five. You know, like that's kind of like a how I how I'm looking at this film. I mean, it's very successful financially, um, but I still just, it's like, I'm wondering why they did certain things. Like, I'm like, why didn't they have a scene of Bruce not so sad and depressed all the time, you know? <laughs> Rubber like, Pets and Batman definitely listens like, to Coldplay. Right, and like, like in the Nirvana song and everything, and... I get it. I get what they're doing. I really like. The, I really love Gotham City. I really love, you know, the the imagery. I'm really, you know, I really love. I really love the rain and the atmosphere and how this is like the biggest Gotham City we've ever had. And that's saying a lot. That's saying. Oh yeah. That's a lot. This you version know, of Gotham Chris Nolan is. Batman, it like, it's like the most. Uh, it's most like a character to me. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Gotham itself is a character in these stories, but I feel like this is one of the few movies where it actually does feel like Gotham itself is a living, breathing thing that exists. Right, and and like you feel, you feel this Gotham City. You feel the city. There's so many aspects to it. It's so layered. But I mean, am I wrong in my thoughts about like this version of Bruce Wayne? Well, first off, you can't really be wrong with having your own opinion on something. Well, obviously, but like, <laughs> the Batman. Uh, but no, I I think I, I get what you're saying, and you're not inaccurate in your uh, interpretation of it. I do think it's a very dark, uh, like depressive kind of Batman. Right, uh, and he, like, he's very just like drowning in his sorrows, and that kind of permeates throughout the entire movie with everything that he does, and it affects how he reacts to circumstances, uh, situations. But I think, yeah, going back to what we were saying about it being like uh, this feels like a part one. It feels very intentional in establishing where his character is, and it's setting up his arc for changing and becoming a better person over the next one or two movies, however long this ends up going for. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have been nice to see, you know, like a more brighter, upbeat moment from him here or there, but because of everything that's going on, uh, I, I get why there just wasn't room for it in this movie. Um. So what were the, th what were the aspects of this film that you enjoyed and disliked? I have to commend... Uh, Matt Reeves's directing, he, the cinematography of this movie was just on another level altogether. I don't think anyone would disagree with me if by saying that this is maybe like the best shot of all the Batman movies, just from like an artistic filmmaking standpoint. And, and I, I know some people have a hard on for Christopher Nolan, but I, I really do feel like Matt Reeves just knocked it out of the park mm -hmm. in that regard. Um. And like I said, the the tone of the whole movie, the, the darker noir aspect, is something that's right up my alley. Uh, mm -hmm. That that's always been like my favorite aspect of the Batman comics. I know we all enjoy a good Batman beatdown, a good Batman versus uh, one of his arch nemesis type of battles. But no, like I I kind of just like the the detective crime fighting, solving the mystery, unraveling the mystery as we go along type of aspect. Now I don't know how much I'm actually gonna enjoy that on a repeat watch it may just not be as entertaining depending on how layered it actually is i'm not too sure yet i'll have to watch it again to really know so overall overall what did you think uh well i guess what were the well so we we talked about the things you liked you liked the cinematography did you enjoy the music the music was it was all right i know that's gonna actually be a kind of a hot take i know some people are just like going losing their minds over the soundtrack and it does sound cool it does have like an iconic tone to it i don't know it just wasn't my thing it's not the kind of thing i'm going to put on my car when i drive to work every day you know 
Right. Um, what were the what were some of the aspects that you disliked of this film? Uh, so if I had to pick my least favorite aspect, um, I feel like they maybe spent a little bit too much time really trying to dive into the the backstory between Martha and Thomas Wayne. Like, oh, are they is are they actually corrupt? Is this going to lead to something? No, like, like ten minutes later, <laughs> we find out that. Uh, oh no, it was just, you know it was like Falcone just trying to play Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the way that all goes down was so funny. Like <laughs> Bruce Wayne goes to Falcone. Falcone's like, oh by the way, your your dad's not so not such a great man. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's like, what? That can't be. <laughs> and then he just immediately goes and talks to Alfred, and Alfred's like. No, why are you listening to Falcone, you idiot? Of course he's not a bad guy. <laughs> it was just like, oh. There was some weird editing in this film, too. Like, remember that scene where, that great scene where he's flying through the city and then he, like, like misses the... He, like, he so, like hits the bridge there, yeah. Yeah, he hits the bridge and falls over. Like, the very next scene, he's up with Alfred. Not Alfred, but Gordon. This is like, what? I, I didn't really think of the editing of that scene, but kind of touching on the that awkward moment a little bit. I, I do like how this movie actually kind of shows that this is a, year, a second year Batman, right? He's not a complete rookie, but there are still some uh, elements. There's, there's still some skills he hasn't fully developed yet. So he's, he's still learning a little bit along the way. He's not a complete master of everything just yet. And I, I actually did like that. There, there's still enough room for him to grow and, be able to uh, pull off some even cooler stunts in future movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like I said, like, like my thoughts on this film, like, I know I talked to Mark and Mark kind of changed my mind, but I'm still like hung up on a few of these aspects. I thought that the, the weakest parts of this film were that the editing wasn't as sharp as I'm used to that, the, that like, if you like, I love Chris Nolan's movies because of the editing. Like I love the like the acting and the action. But what really does like he can make a full three hour movie feel like you're like you're like an hour forty five in because of the his fast cuts. I thought that the 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 editing there were a lot of like really long and slow and arduous and very meticulous the way that this film was edited. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really care for that. Like, like the the action beats, like that first fight scene, like where you hear, it's like kind of like the Lone Ranger. You kind of, or like you know, a Clint Eastwood movie. You know, you hear, you hear this this figure coming, and it's just like the footsteps. It, it kind of felt like the, this film was edited by Quentin Tarantino. Like, <laughs> remember in Inglorious Bastards where you hear like the the bat hitting the wall. And then, like, and it's like kind of like, kind of like, um, um, I'm trying to think here. Like, the bat hits the wall, and then you, you see, uh, what's his name, Roth, come out and everything. And, or, uh, what's, what's his name? What's, who's that actor and that director? Um, I want to say Tim Roth, but it's not Tim Roth. But, you know, like, it kind of felt like that. It's kind of like, I was more used to like the, like the Chris Nolan edited. Everything's like really sharp and mm-hmm. I, per- I get what you're saying. At, yeah, at high speed, but it didn't feel like that here. Like everything felt like they were gonna take their time on and letting the film kind of develop and come through. You know, you know the big screen. So I don't know, like. Those are those are still my issues with the film. As the, yeah, is it like, a bad movie? No, it's not. Before it's before even cool. watching this movie, I looked at the runtime and I was just like, "Holy crap! This thing is three and a half hours long. Like, what the hell is going to happen in this movie?" And for the most part, it's, it's like three hours of Batman just going from like one crime scene to the next, trying to solve a Riddler puzzle. And then like Riddler attacks, and then it's like, oh no, the Riddler attacked. All right, let's let's go and try to solve this mystery while we wait for the next Riddler thing to happen. 
And so a three and a half hour movie ends up feeling like four, four and a half hours almost, which I, I did enjoy most of it still. But yeah, like I feel like there's definitely elements here and there could have been tightened up a little bit. Some scenes I don't think were completely necessary to tell this story. Like there's definitely some scenes I feel like were just there so that they can set up uh, something to happen in the next movie, you know? What were those for you? Uh, the one in particular that stands out for me the most as being the most egregious is the scene where we get Riddler in the, the asylum talking to the quote-unquote unnamed uh, asylum inmate, you know? Uh-huh. Like, not my to big, me, my I'm big like, issue I... with this film is the Russian subplot. Oh, you know, which one? Russian girl plot. Oh, the yeah. Russian yeah. I'm just that, like, that was just there to like, we got to get Batman and Selena Kyle to meet up at the club. I feel like you didn't have to introduce the Russian girl subplot to do that. I feel like they're, there's a million other ways they could get into contact with each other. Uh, have She literally went to the crime scene to crack it open. They didn't need that Russian scene. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have just had uh, had him re- meet her at a crime scene, had her, or had him, uh, you know, like, there's, there's some other variation of that. What did you think of this version's Bruce and Alfred relationship, and what did you think of Andy Serkis as Alfred? Uh, I'm going to answer the second question first, which is, I think Andy Serkis could play a really great Alfred. Would have liked to have seen more of him, but the, li- the little bit we did get, I thought was pretty promising. He definitely plays the kind of the more grizzled uh, ex like military type Alfred really well. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, because of the relationship that they have going on in this movie, the, the kind of strained relationship, the whole, you're not really my father type of vibe going on. We didn't get to see a whole lot of Alfred and it just kind of goes back to, yeah, we had three and a half hours and we did just kind of repeat the same, let's go to a crime scene scenario like four or five times. We we, we could have replaced one of those with a little bit more Alfred screen time. Kyle, it's a three hour runtime, two hours and 57 minutes, not three and a half. I could have sworn it was like 190 minutes or something. No, it's not. You're going to get Twitter pissed at you. Actually, uh, go ahead and get mad at me, Twitter. I could use the engagement. Thank you. <laughs> You're the only one ever who wants to get canceled. <laughs> Zack Snyder Uh-oh. can suck one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I like Zack Snyder. The, like, what's weird, and I haven't said this. I've said it to a couple people since you're talking about Zack Snyder. So at one point during this movie, I said to myself, I said, Zach's, Ben Affleck's Batman movie got canceled for this. Mm. And I like this movie, but I don't like, like the Alfred stuff too, like the Bruce and Alfred stuff. Alfred's not in the movie, like at all. And he's such a pivotal role for this you know, if you're if you're talking about a first and second year Bruce and a, I guess Batman, if you're talking about first and second year Batman, and it's one of the most influential characters is not in your movie or and not a factor really at all. Like I have a problem with that because you're missing that emotional beat because they were not gonna. I knew that they were not gonna talk about the Martha. They were never gonna show Martha and Thomas get killed. I knew that. I had heard heard that from the very beginning. But if you're losing that, your next best emotional beat is Alfred and his relationship. The warmth that he brings to Bruce. The the care. The, I'm going to take care of you, even if you dislike me at this point. Mm -hmm. And that was not really even a factor. You see him for like two scenes at the beginning. You miss him for a whole chunk of time. Over the course of three hours, the scenes we get with Alfred include uh, Bruce telling him, you're not my real dad. He -hmm. he opens the mail and gets hit by a bomb. And then he just lays in the hospital for the rest of the movie. Right. That's what Alfred does for three hours. And like to (laughs) me, I know they were trying to use that moment as the emotional beat of, but 
you because he doesn't show that warmth, that attack on Wayne Manor doesn't play to me. Yeah, I you know, like, like to me, it, it felt like it was being fan. overly reliant on the audience already knowing Alfred as a character from other sources, right? So, like, so, like, when that scene of the Dark Knight Rises where Alfred, where Alfred basically goes and says, "I'm done. I'm tired of watching you do this to yourself," almost brought me to tears. This scene where, where Alfred is literally, you know, gets he's, blown up. He's on the brink of dying, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, right. whatever." He's in a hospital. Bruce is there checking in on him. And it to me, it didn't earn it. It didn't earn that emotional beat. For me, anyway. And, like, that was my problem with this. Like, you were missing certain aspects of that. This uh, Certain aspects that we come accustomed to in regards to Bruce and Batman and his characters. I think the best thing that it does, this film is establishes the relationship between Jim Gordon and Batman. The best thing. Yeah, that was definitely one of the strongest aspects right there. 10 out of 10. Would buy again. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to be so honest. Can, can we get a like, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Jim Gordon series on HBO? I think they were going to, but I think they're going to be doing like an Arkham Asylum type of a thing now. But like I was saying, like, like my issue with this film is there's like we come, we come like even from Batman 89, you kind of like see Bruce and Alfred and their relationship. And I just remember that scene at the where where Bruce is talking to Alfred, you know, hey, did you get to follow my parents? Since it's on your desk, and Alfred goes, "Look, I don't want to. Like, I've already buried the Waynes. I, you know, I've no wish. To, you know, I've no wish to see. You know, another Wayne. You know, mm-hmm. that works. That hits because you you see that warmth that he brings. And I'm not saying that's an Andy Circus fault. I'm saying it's a script issue. And like you said, like the, it's almost like. Matt was like, all right, they've had seven or eight of these films. They should know that what Alfred's bringing to this. Let's not, let's not rehash old things. But I feel that that's the biggest failings of this film. As good as it is, mm-hmm. is you're missing that warmth. You're missing that character, that emotion. Like I was definitely okay with him applying that logic to uh Batman's origins that we don't need to see the Wayne's get shot in an alley again. Like that's happened too many times already, but we do need to establish Alfred, right? (laughs) Alfred is a pivotal character in Bruce's like long-term development. He, Alfred is going to be like the key to um, Bruce, like actually embracing the more heroic symbol side of him that the, the end of this movie is trying to preach. And like when I just remember when they're talking about hope, and they're having that conversation where, where Batman's being that, you know, having that conversation. I'm just like, all right, we're going to see Alfred get out of, get out of the hospital. He's going to be back at Wayne Manor. He's going to, he's going to be helping Bruce, you know, in some aspect of it. He's going to be doing something. And you don't get that. Like he's still in the hospital at the end of this film. So it just it just to me there's like weird aspects to this film where I'm just like oh man it's just like they didn't pay off that they didn't pay that off like they 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 really paid off the Catwoman and Batman stuff at the end of the film but they didn't really pay off the Gordon stuff they didn't really pay off the the Alfred stuff and like to me the bat and the cat, as important as that is to the lore, not seeing Alfred, not seeing Jim Gordon at the end of this film was such a disservice. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It There's no, like, 
easy uh, answer to this. Because, like, I honestly really, really like Zoe Kravitz's depiction of Catwoman and thought she was excellent in this movie. But I don't know if I would have chosen to have her be a bigger focus than Alfred, you know, like, the one remaining uh, parent figure in Bruce's life. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely would have loved to have seen Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman be, like, a big big thing in, like, the second movie, maybe. But, I don't know. I feel like we we might have sacrificed too much of the foundation of who Batman is and how he operates to, to kind of get into this story. What, Kyle, what did you think of this version of Batman? This is, the, like, the first new version of Batman since we've gotten since 2016. What's your thoughts on it? I, the suit, Robert Pattinson. So I'll be honest. I When it was first announced that Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman, I was pretty excited. I knew he had a lot of potential to crush the character and be really good at it. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching the movie, and like, well, again, before then, I guess the trailers were coming out, I, I wasn't 100% feeling it. Like, I, I wasn't really sure why. I wasn't like, oh, I don't know. There's something about that I'm not like super in love with. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got through the movie, I, I actually got back on board and I was starting to really enjoy his interpretation of the character, the, the really solemn, uh, broken man that he is and how he uses the bat. Uh, and, and almost a, almost like a naive attempt to, to save his city and how he's able to use that to really discover a way how he can improve things through embracing both sides of him being Bruce Wayne and the Batman. So like there was definitely a lot of growth for the character there. And I did like the, the suit eventually, like it's all, it looks a little weird at first, but it it grew on me over time. Mm-hmm. Like the suit is, the suit's a little, I guess. It's not like a sleek and like mm-hmm. stylish suit. Like it, it's a little rough. Around the edges. I don't but, like the cowl still. But it looks a little thrown together. Yeah, the cowl... I, I don't know what's up with the cowl. It, it, there's something about it that just doesn't look right. I don't know if it's the proportions of it or, or whatnot. It looks too much like 66 cowl to me. <laughs> it does! And like, like those who enjoy that interpretation of the cowl, it's not mine. Um, So, so you... We're kind of like, eh, when you saw the trailer, but you're kind of like, all right, I can get it. I can invest time in a, a sequel and watching this again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. like Right? With if, if they kept, like, the exact same look and feel for the next movie, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. it. It's fine. It's serviceable. Um, Well, not, not the... Not, not the uh... Not the the look of it. I'm talking about the way that Robert kind of, like, embodies the character of Batman. Oh, yeah, got Like, gotcha. what do you... What did you think of him where he was kind of like that, where he's kind of like in a coat and he's got the makeup on his eyes, he's got the hat on, he's got the, you know, like, what did you think of that version? And then, like, I know you said you really kind of dug this version of Batman, as I did. What did you think of that kind of like? Because I don't think we've seen that kind of like, we kind of saw like a little glimpse of that in Chris Nolan's Batman Begins, where he's kind of like doing some like some minor investigations, but what did you think of that? Yeah, that 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 part of it I did enjoy quite a lot. I I didn't think I would. I, I know I just had had a feeling it wouldn't be as engaging as it ended up being, but no, like I I thought liked. Just the the dark brooding aspect of it. I know it's kind of generic. Oh, Batman brooding, hot hard. You know that's that sort of thing. But you were born it like you sounded like you sound like Tom Hardy there. The brooding. <laughs> I was born in the dark. I was born to be brooding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but no, I I think for what they were going with, with the, the character, he, I think they. Would you wish he would have been a little bit more? bulkier like uh, he was no free. i i think he was fine here like he's he wasn't like a christian bale or anything i, th- I think he struck a happy medium between like a christian bale and uh ben affleck man i like to me like i, I see a lot of michael keaton in this 
I see a lot of Michael Keaton in his portrayal. I see a lot of Michael Keaton in his portrayal of, of Bruce, Bruce Wayne. I mean, because Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne's kind of like a one-note Bruce Wayne as well. You're just getting one aspect of that character. Um, you're getting one aspect of this of this Batman, which is fine. Like that's perfect. But if we were to look, if we were to if we were to go down an avenue of Michael Keaton's version of Bruce, and like from '89, and and uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce from this film, like they're kind of like you know mirroring each other like it just i don't know there's something i really like him as batman i really do i wish he would have put on about 10 more pounds of muscle um because at the end he wouldn't he wouldn't need venom like i don't know did anyone else catch that (laughs) anyone else was i the only one who was and it wasn't it wasn't the first viewing it was the second viewing i was like is that supposed to be venom is that what I, this is? I think they intentionally kind of made it vague as to whether it's Venom or just like a generic uh, energy boost. It, it, it is kind of suspect because it's like, well, what if that was Venom? Shot? Like, what kind of reper- what kind of uh, repercussions would they have going forward if it was Venom? What? So you're saying that was like a B12 shot? <laughs> he just injected some monster energy into his veins. <laughs> A five-hour energy drink. <laughs> um, what did you think of this version of Wayne Manor, which was like more downtown Gotham City? I don't actually have any particularly strong feelings on it. I was like, okay, this is Wayne Manor. Looks fine. I, I don't see it being like an iconic version of it going forward. I, I still think uh, like a... 89 Batman or Christopher Nolan Batman really nailed it with uh, their interpretations of the Wayne Manor. And this time I'm just kind of like, it, it, it's all right. It, you know, it works. Um, what did you think of this version of Batmobile? Uh, again, I don't have a particularly strong feeling on it. Like, I think it's, it looks cool. Been, that's what this film's kind of done to us, right? There's like, you don't hate it, but you're not like in love with it, right? Is that basically where yeah, you're at? That, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, at least with uh, these aspects. I'm just like, okay, yeah, it looks cool. It doesn't have like a iconic look. Maybe going forward, it will. Maybe for other people, it has an iconic look. But for me, I'm just like, yep, that's uh, that's a Batmobile. Right. Like, th- there's a lot of aspects of this this film where I'm just like, all right, that's cool. That's an interesting ver- version of it. But you're not like I re- I remember seeing. I hated the Tumblr when I first saw the Tumblr. When you when we first got those stills of the Tumblr, I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, once it, once it actually got in motion, you saw the cool shit he could do with it. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm digging. All right, hell yeah! Like that's still my favorite version of a Batmobile chase. Like, still not it's still not as good as Tim Burton's version, Anton Furst's version of the Batmobile. But still, the Tumblr is pretty iconic. I mean, I liked. I didn't really care for Zack Snyder's version because I felt like it was a it was kind of like they they put together they ma- mashed mashed up the Tim Burton version with the Tumblr, which I was like oh, they could have done. But like this like this aspect of the Batmobile, I was like, all right, it's just like a random car he's working on. Like like it just like there's a lot of things in this film where I'm just like, all right, all right. I just it just like I said, it goes back to what what we kind of said at the beginning. It feels like a, a first act to like a larger whereas you know as we were seeing batman begins and we saw batman 89 and zack snyder's <laughs> it's like the like, first I, couple episodes of a ongoing tv series right like this is kind of like i don't know like there there's so many aspects that i enjoyed but like those things kind of like i love like this is the, like the definitive version of a relationship between bruce and, i mean uh, batman and gordon yeah 100 percent and that's like, saying something because, like, I I really enjoyed uh, Gary Oldman's take on uh, the character, but I I do think I need to give Jeffrey Wright his due. I think he really knocked it out of the park with this. I thought he was going to be the weakest aspect of it because I really don't care for him in the Bond movies, and I thought he played the Bond movies like way over the top. Where this is such a subtle. Very like I really like this version of Gordon. 
really like this version of Gordon. Like, he is an active participant in Batman's war on crime. Like, that sequence where they're trying, they're staking, they're doing that stakeout, and it's just him and Batman. Batman's, like, all effed up, and, Go- and Gordon's, like, shooting. Like, <laughs> little, his little his little squirt gun against, like, these Uzis. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Gordon ain't no bitch. Yeah, like, he's like, I don't care. I, I'm here to save my city in my own way. And if I got to team up with Batman to do it, then so what be it. What do you think of that? What do you think of the, the Saw scene? I I honestly really liked what they did with Riddler. Uh, have him just be this, like, Saw-inspired Zodiac killer. Uh, he He's, like, just a regular dude that's like, I want to become somebody. And he does it in his own really twisted, sinister way. Which, it's kind of mirrors Batman in a way. Like obviously, Batman's not like a, a Zodiac killer or something like that. But he, Batman is like a kind of dark, twisted vigilante. Like he definitely doesn't, you know, take the easiest way, just road to trying to get the results he's after. He he not afraid to hit some people in the face, you know. So I kind of like the the parallel they had going on there between the those two characters and. The way it turned into like this murder mystery search for the killer aspect with uh, Batman and Gordon working together worked really well, in my opinion. Um, what did, what were your thoughts on the action? Uh, we got near, we got near. Like, this is my thoughts on Batman. These are my thoughts on the music, Gotham City. The action to me was like weak sauce too, but. Uh, I wouldn't say weak saw. I I did like that they took a more realistic uh, approach to it. Like there weren't just gonna be a bunch of camera cuts. They're like, no, we're just gonna like focus on the people doing the action stunts, the doing the hand to hand combat, and we're not gonna break away to you know make it feel super fast. You know, it's a it's a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't end up being as exciting as it could be. But I think that's all right. I, I feel like there's other aspects that are kind of uh, taken over the top in other ways. So having the f- combat, the fighting be a little bit more grounded here was fine to me. I I kind of wish there was more of it. Like for being right. a three hour movie, there was not a whole lot of Batman beating up guys. But I, again, that's that's fine. They wanted to focus more on the detective side of it. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that side actually got a chance to be in the spotlight. But now that it's been in the spotlight... Do you want to see that again going forward in sequels? I don't or think I don't think it will be. I, I think it's very clear that uh, going forward, we have a a very different Gotham now. Like the state of Gotham is overrun by criminals, by by looters and villains breaking out of Arkham and stuff like that. I feel like that's what's going to be happening going forward. So I could see it being a lot more action focused rather than uh, noir. Interesting. I haven't thought about sequels. What 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 are your what are your thoughts on a sequel? Because this is going to get a sequel. We're going to see hundred percent. The vibe I was getting with the way it ended was oh they're they're setting up a uh, like a no man's land or a a zero city type of scenario, which sounds awesome. It sounds badass. Those are some of my favorite Batman stories. And uh, I'm excited to see what they do because they've, they've already set up potential characters to appear in the next movie. Like obviously we have some very, very heavily uh, reference Joker influencers, maybe a tease the Bane existing with the Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even, potentially teased hush kind of at mm. which they would have leaned into that a little bit more, but yeah, there's potential for hush in there. So yeah, like they, they've laid the groundwork for the upcoming movies to flesh out some of the weaker aspects of this first movie and potentially create an amazing trilogy. Well, it's, what's kind of weird though, is like everyone's already kind of like locked up in Arkham, right? I mean, it's, there have been breakouts from Arkham before. It's not like it can't happen again. Right. And like to me, there's like everyone's already in Arkham. Like Joker's in Arkham, Riddler's in Arkham. Penguin is like now he's in charge of the underground the the crime syndicate in Gotham City, like the underground mafia mafiosos 
mafioso stuff. Um, I what did you what did you th- think of Colin Farrell's version of Penguin? Like that's to me like <laughs> like if that dude does not get like a supporting actor like nomination, like incredible portrayal of, of the Penguin. I, I, I still can't believe that's Colin Farrell in all that makeup. Like I, right. I've been a big fan of his for a while. Every time. He gets a role like this. He just continues to blow me away with how good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this is no different. I think he really did an awesome job of portraying the penguin. I, I know a lot of people love Dane DeVito's penguin, but if I'm being honest, this is my definitive on screen version of the penguin. Same. 100%. 100%. Couldn't have said it better, Kyle. Um, all right. So yesterday, was it yesterday? Yesterday, there was a, a deleted scene, an extended scene, I guess it's a deleted scene of Barry Kagan's, uh, Joker. Mm -hmm. And we got kind of like what his look is going to look like, what his laugh and how he, I'm sorry. I couldn't understand half the stuff that he said. Like, was it just me? I didn't understand what he was saying half the time. No, you're you're not wrong. Um, man, I, I got some thoughts. <laughs> I got some I thoughts with the way they're handling Joker right now. I, I think I've said this before on the show, but Joker is my favorite of Batman's villains. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the most iconic villains and just all of, like, fiction, you know? And while I'm always down for them to incorporate Joker in some way, I, I don't feel like right now it's the right time to like put him back in the spotlight as like a main villain. Mm-hmm. Like no, no offense to Barry. I think he did a, he, he has shown with the little bit we've seen of him so far to, he's definitely got like a sinister uh, feel to him. I think he could do a really good job at the character. I just feel like with, where the Batman character is at in the movies right now and with the way Joker has been portrayed in relatively recent history, I just feel like we need more time before we reincorporate Joker into something. Mm -hmm. So there's potential for this version of the Joker. There, yeah, there's always potential. I don't ever want to say, no, don't just don't stop. Don't do it. I, I, I think of all the people that could, tackle the role he he's definitely showing to be a top contender so i don't have any issues with him being the guy Mm -hmm. i just don't know if i want him to be like the main focus of the next movie right um what did you think of his look not a big fan i i see what they're going for they're going for like the really uh horrifying disfigured type look um definitely one of the more popular interpretations of joker but for me it it just doesn't work in live action like i I get why it works great in a comic book setting but i don't know live action seeing somebody with makeup like that just it just kind of distracts it's distracting it's a little too graphic even for my taste and that's coming from Lieber Mayhouse Joker, you know, the Greg Capullo version of the Joker, the, you know, those are like really, you know, kind of like pushing the envelope in regards to a person who is scarred, a person who, you know, who has like disfigurement, like he cut stuff in his, like my big issue is like the mouth area, like it's really like puffy and weird looking. Like, I know that they're trying to make the Joker scary, and that's fine and everything. Man, a guy dressed up as a clown that murders people for fun is already scary. We don't, like, need to make him look like a zombie to do that. I thought that was hilarious when he posted that. Like, yeah, no joke. He looks like he walked off of the set of The Walking Dead. Like, like, I just, like, my, like, I don't mind the scars. I don't mind the things on his fingers, you know, like. I don't, I don't mind, you know, how his hair is kind of like falling out, but kind of not falling out type of a thing. But the mouth part 
it looks really weird and it's too far they went too far with that look in my opinion that to me like they just and obviously you know we're not seeing like him in makeup we're not seeing you know we're not seeing we're not seeing a lot of stuff we're not seeing him in like the purple jacket you know we're seeing him in arkham asylum and I just, I'm not a fan of that mouth. I'm not a fan. Like, everything else I'm cool with and I'll go with, but it was really too far for me as a fan of the character. Because now you're, like, now you're leaning into, like, a two-faced scarring type of a look. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, if you didn't tell me that was Joker and just showed me, like, his silhouette, I might have guessed it was two-faced instead of Joker. Like, it's a, like, if that would have been Two-Face, I'm like, wow, that's like, that might be the best version of what that character looks like. But that's a little too far for me as someone who has been paying attention to this character since I was a kid. Too far, too, too graphic, too garish. It's not, like, his laugh was pretty cool, the way he played it was pretty cool. Like, obviously, he's behind glass and everything. You're not seeing, like, a whole thing. But he kind of looked like the, the Gotham City version at one point. You know, not Gotham City. The Gotham TV show version at one point. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, if you're comparing something to uh, that show, uh, you messed up somewhere. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's what I'm... Like, Like the scene was fine. I get what they were doing. They were... It just... It's all in the execution, and that, that, that look didn't do... Like, it's too much. Yeah. Too far. Um, hopefully, if we see him in a sequel, like the next one... They, they do other, they, they go a different route. I'm not a fan of it. Like, it's too, it's too much. Like, why can't we just get a, like, a BTA? Like, why, are, why, why is it that, to me, we still have not gotten a definitive version of all these characters? Like, a definitive look. Like, Bat, to me, Batman Begins kind of, like, is, the, like, the definitive version of so many, so many aspects of the character. Yeah. Him training. Uh, him, you know, him, his relationship with Gordon, you know, his mission, you know, the ending of that film. I'm just, I'm just tired of all these filmmakers putting their junk into these films. I want a definitive BTAS style film. I'm like, and I'm just tired of like. Let me introduce you to something called Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, like, and like, I'm not, even, I'm not even seeing that. It's just like, it's just like, like, my big problem with The Dark Knight Rises is, is, is like, you could tell, like, Chris Nolan was putting his, his junk into that, that final film. Whereas, you know, Batman Begins, you could tell, like, they were, they were really trying to service the character in ways that haven't been explored before. Like, let's, for instance, we're talking about specifically the Batman, right? Mm hmm they went for a very iconic and definitive version of Batman as a detective and Batman's relationship with Gordon. Yes. Executed flawlessly. I want to give you a version that's the definitive version. We're not throwing any junk in it. I'm, I'm just trying to give you the best version. Now, same thing with Penguin. Very definitive perfect look when i look at alex ross's paintings when i read his comics when i see the penguin on the comic book page from here on out i'm gonna probably think of that voice and the way that it's portrayed this version of the joker isn't that now obviously we're just getting a three four minutes of this scene we're not getting the full look on him, but it goes back to like, why can't 
why can't, you know, like, you know, when Matt Reeves was talking about, like, I was trying to, like, I really like, you know, when I was designing the Batmobile, I was thinking of this. I was like, just give us a definitive version. Just give us, like, a comic accurate <laughs> version. And I know, like, they kind of did that with, like, it kind of looks like a Neil Adams, you know, uh, you know, take on that. But back to what I was saying, like, when, when he's, like, giving you, like, all right, this is, like, straight like taken from the comics perfect this version of the joker too much and that's coming from someone who is okay with it with stuff like that i don't know like i just i just i'm i'm just not i'm just not a huge fan of this look i'm not a huge fan of the mouth like that's yeah. too much that's too far for me it's like I'm your, not, I'm not gonna write him off completely. I think, like I said, I still think there's a lot of uh, potential Barry could pull off with in terms of the acting. I'm just, I'm with you. I'm not a fan of the look. It could grow on me, and if it does, I'll be willing to, you know, sing its praise later on. But for now, I'm just like, I don't think this is the way I prefer my Joker, and I, I still think it's too soon to introduce Joker into this world. Like it's not even that for me. Like I'm okay with it. Like I'm okay with like all these the menagerie of these characters is rogues gallery in this in this stuff i'm cool with that it's just the look of it like why did they go super comic accurate with like catwoman and penguin and then like they give us like like the two the two things i don't really care for the look of the riddler like i'm not saying like giving him like you know, a top hat and just green spandex is the way to go either. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think there's a way that that you can do it, and it's but giving him a gimp mask, it just it just it's you you don't have that and then have the Joker. It's too dark for me. So, and like, isn't that weird for as someone who likes you know the more serious take on these characters <laughs> you like the serious like darker takes on the character and you're like oh this joker might be pushing the bounds a little too much yeah for me so i don't know like i'm like i'm still kind of like i'm curious what he looks like it's just like it's just it's it's too much it's like i'm i'm going to pull up this the uh, let me see here i sent it to someone earlier that? I'm okay with like the facial scars. I'm okay with I'm okay with you know the facial scars. But once you start getting around the mouth and the lips and like with the teeth and everything, it just I just I I'm Do lost. want to hear how I got these scars? Like too much. just too much jay too much too much too much too much too much too much now obviously he doesn't have like the the white makeup on and everything so maybe maybe that kind of dilutes a lot of that and if that's the case i'm for it like i'm here for it but they went a little too far for me for my taste <laughs> how great would you give this version of batman the, or this this film what was that how, how would i rate it yeah, what grading would you give it? I'm, I think I'm gonna settle at like a B plus. I, I, I maybe an A minus. I don't know. It's like right on the cusp of an A minus. Probably a B plus. Like it's it's good. It's very good. It it actually does feel very faithful to like Batman comics. Uh, so I'm a big fan mm -hmm. in that regard. I think if you're somebody that's only seen Batman's live action movies, uh, you'll definitely get a bit of a different taste of Batman in this. It's a little something different, so you might enjoy that. A uh, couple of aspects that I would have liked to see uh, have a little bit more focus on. I get why it wasn't, and like a, like the Alfred, for example. Uh, but I think all the actors did a phenomenal job. I think the uh, depiction, like the the way this movie is presented, is excellent. I think Matt Reeves did a really good job. Uh, as far as the technical aspects, there's no real shortcomings. Just, just some aspects I would have liked to have seen more focus on. So B plus A minus. Somewhere around there, yeah. 
what do you what do you need to see in a sequel? Um, I, I already like the direction they're going. They're like, oh yeah, now that we've had Gotham City flooded by the Joker, I think it's going to become a haven for. You mean the Riddler? By the Joker. No, <laughs> by, by Riddler. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same character. Let's be honest. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but no, like, yeah, Gotham's been flooded, so now it's kind of like a haven for scum and villainy. It's going to be like a, a Zero City, an Arkham City type of scenario. I think it's just going to be overrun by people looting, people trying to survive in these dark times, and then Batman's going to have to find a way to rebuild the city, both as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. So I'm very excited to see where they go. I think it's going to be another yeah. unique interpretation of the character a unique story for the live action scene. Uh, and I hope that, you know, as long as Matt Reeves continues on a consistent pace, I think it's going to also be a winner. Well, that's going to do it for episode 183. What did you think of the film? what did you think of the Joker? Definitely want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, we definitely want to, we, we send us a DM, tweet at us, tell us we're wrong. Tell us that you agree with us. We want to hear from you. So if you're going to do that, you need to make sure that you are following us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Shan on Batman channel. I said the wrong one. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Looting Kyle. And you can follow our Twitter page at Shanlin on Bat. You can follow us on Facebook at the Shanlin on Batman podcast. Peace. <laughs>